0: i'm nina and i'll be giving the scripture for today and we're going to be reading genesis chapter 22 verses 1 to 19 and it's going to be the entire chapter so just follow along with me after these things god tested abraham and said to him abraham well and said to him abraham and he said here i am he said take your son your only son isaac whom you love and go to the land of moriah So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide as it is said to this day on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided and the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said by myself if I have sworn declares the Lord because you have done this and have not withheld your son your only son I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offering your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they arose, went together to Beersheba and Abraham lived at Beersheba. This is the word of the Lord.
1: It has been more than a year and a half that I preached in the English service. Last time was March 8th, 2020. There was the early stage of COVID. And a week later, all our church services became online. We adjusted to the new normal of online worship for a year and a half. And now, so glad to come back for in-person worship and thanks to Pastor Jeff, invitation, that I may speak again. We work closely every Tuesday. We meet together. Our church will be holding a mission conference three weeks later. Every year we try to send out short-term mission teams. We did not send out a short-term mission team. In 2021, due to the pandemic, it was difficult to fly to foreign countries or other states, but this cannot stop us from doing cross-cultural mission locally. In August, for three consecutive Saturdays this year, our church participated in gospel outreach activities with the Global Gates in Clifton, north jersey actually a year ago i heard about the opportunity to, to participate in this event but it was too short a notice and i could not rearrange my schedule because at that time i was still very busy recording worship and preaching every weekend thus i could not spare the time to go but seeing some photos and video clips from those who went the calm lake, the green lawn, and the lovely children, I longed one day that I would be part of that team. Finally, a year later, August 2021, I stepped into Clifton Park, amazing, excited, happy, jumping, running, yelling. Because the gospel team of our church and other churches, we sang hymns with grateful hearts and praise the Lord. And we pray that that God will bless this park and attract children and parents to the Lord Jesus. So we separated into teams, prayer walk in the park, distributed flyers about the children program and pray that the Holy Spirit would open people's eyes and hearts that they were able to see the creator of the heavens and the earth and the park. So 4.30 in the afternoon, the children's programs began. And if you look at those pictures, some of the familiar body and faces. We also see children of different nationalities gathered on the grass in front of the tank to sing hymns, listen to stories, Playing games. We also gave them goodie bags. These children and parents are from Egypt, Sierra Leone, or West Africa, Palestine, Turkey, Afghanistan, etc. Their skin colors are black, white, yellow, or maybe some red. And some Muslim women wore hijabs, and some children spoke other languages besides English, like Arabic or. Spanish or Turkish or Egyptian or, of course, some Chinese from our church. How amazing to witness the gospel being spread to the people of all nations just from New Jersey, because people from all nations have come to New Jersey to be our neighbors. God put our church in New Jersey for a purpose. The purpose is to make disciples of all nations. Matthew twenty-eight. You and I have received the great commission. Jesus commanded his disciples and cornerstone's to make disciples of all nations, not just Chinese or ABC. That means Jesus recruits you and me, all of us, to be missionaries. Whether it's a missionary in a foreign country full time or living like a missionary in your school, your company, your pharmacy, your hospital, your house, your community. There's a story about a missionary interview at 3 a.m. early in a cold morning. A missionary candidate walked into an office for a scheduled interview with the examiner of a mission board. He waited five hours until 8 a.m when the examiner arrived and the examiner said let us begin first and spell the word baker b-a-k-e-r very good now let's see if you know how to do figures how much is two by two and the young applicant replied, four. Great. And the examiner said, well, I will recommend you to the board tomorrow that you have passed the test. You will be appointed as a missionary. Good job. So at a mission board meeting the other day, next day, the examiner spoke to the board highly of this young applicant and said, he has all the qualifications of a missionary. Let me explain. First, I tested him on self-denial. I told him to come to my house at three in the morning and he left his warm bed and came in the cold without a word of complaint. Second, I tried him out on punctuality. He appeared on time, three AM. Third, I tested him on patience. I made him wait five hours to see me even though I told him to come at three. And fourth, I tested him on temper. He did not show any sign of temper or anger. He didn't even question, why am I late? Fifth, I tested his humility. I asked him simple question that probably kindergarteners could answer, and he showed me, he showed no offense and he meets all the requirements, and is qualified as the missionary that we need. I'm not sure that will be the standard, but that shows that this young man responded to the call. Likewise, Abraham responded to God's call, left his hometown, moved to a foreign country, Canaan he surrendered all whether you serve as a missionary in a foreign country or live like a missionary in New Jersey God calls you and I to surrender all and the first step to surrender all is to focus on God's promises Genesis 22 30 years ago, as a young seminary student, I preached on this chapter. I was inexperienced, single and ignorant, and I had no idea what kind of struggles Abraham would be facing. Now that I'm older and have a family, I realize that it is very difficult for Abraham to face this trial. In Genesis 22, God dramatically tested Abraham's devotion to him with the instruction to offer Isaac, his only son, as a burnt offering on a mountain. Abraham had already suffered the loss of his other son, Ishmael, who had left the household with his mother, the slave woman, Hagar. Abraham was also at the junction in his life, Sarah, His old wife had conceived Isaac at the age of 90 and would die in the next chapter. Abraham's life would fade in the background after this, and the stage would be occupied by his son, Isaac. Abraham now was at the most critical test of his life. When God asked Abraham to offer his son, it looked like God was wiping out everything Abraham and Sarah had lived and hoped for. Their entire life. When God sends a trial to us, our first response usually, "Why? Why, Lord? Then, why me?" And right away, we want God to give us explanations, answers. Just consider how unrealistic God's request was. Isaac was Abraham's only son, and the future of the covenant rested in him. And Isaac was a miracle child. It's the gift of God to Abraham and Sarah in the old age. In response to their faith, And they both loved Isaac very much and build their whole future around him. When I read this passage, I have some questions. I don't know whether you had similar questions, but those seem to be no answered from the Bible. Did Abraham discuss with his wife, Sarah, about offering their only son as a burnt offering? All marriage counsellors will tell you You have to communicate with your spouse in all major decisions, like buying a house, changing jobs, moving to another state, having children or not, or how many? Three? Four? Ten? Or choosing a home church. If Abraham had talked with Sarah, would Sarah tell him, You're crazy! I'll call the police! You're killing? We don't know the answer. That's not the focus of the Bible. The Bible focus on Abraham's complete obedience. Verse 3 So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and talked to of his young man with him and his son Isaac, and he cut the wood, I think she go back, cut the young Isaac, uh, took, cut the wood for the burnt offering, arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Abraham heard God's word and obeyed by faith, and he knew that God's will never contra- contradicts God's promise. So he held on to the promise, It is through Isaac that your descendants will be counted. The Bible shows us what went through Abraham's mind when he made that unreasonable decision. Hebrews 11. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice. When God was testing him, Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be conquered. Abraham reasoned and convinced that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Faith does not demand explanations. Faith rests on God's promises alone. And we have a little boy in our church named Promise, young. He was here. I saw a very nice shirt, beautiful name. I like that name. How in the world could a person sacrifice his own son the identity of the child was very clear, it was not Ishmael but Isaac. The child that Abraham and his beloved wife had when they passed the age of childbearing. And the task was very clear to offer Isaac burnt offering, cut him into pieces and burn. Abraham loved the child very dearly and he would rather give up his own life than his child's. There would no doubt be heartbreaking, tears, resistance. And Isaac was Abraham's pride, joy, and life. Was Abraham serious? Of course. He took wood, fire, and a knife for the trip. He had a no nonsense, all business, professional like approach to sacrificing Isaac. At his arrival on the mountain, he built an altar, laid the wood in order, and then bound Isaac and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Then Abram stretched forth his son and took the knife to slay his son. Action, he speaks louder. One summer, a drought devastated a crop, the crop in a small village Tongue, and on a hot, dry Sunday, the village pastor spoke to his congregation, "There isn't anything that we could do except to pray for rain, so go home, fast and pray, believe and come back next Sunday. ready to thank God for sending us rain." So the people did as they were told, and returned next Sunday, and the pastor questioned them. If they expected God to answer their prayer and they said, Pastor, yes, we prayed, we believed. And the pastor lashed out. Did you believe? But then where are your umbrellas? Actions speaks louder. Abraham had action. He rested on God's promises. Trust and obey, for that's the only way to be happy in Jesus. Nothing but trust and obey. Abraham did not withhold from God his beloved son. He focused on God's promises, not explanations. The first step to surrender to all is to focus on God's promises, not explanations. And the second step is to to surrender or is to depend on God's provision. When they came to the place of which God had told them, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bought Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said abraham abraham and he said here he said do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him for now i know that you fear god seeing you have withhold with, you have not withheld your son your only son from me and abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold behind him was a ram the renowned painter Rembrandt painted a great work of art that that depicted Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac. Pay attention. The painting captured perfectly how the Lord intervened to stop Abraham from slaying his son. Isaac's eyes did not meet his father's eyes. He was laying on the ground, his arms bound behind his back his eyes covered by his father's left hand, but his head was thrown back, revealing his neck, and Isaac's curled right leg was completely relaxed while the other curled leg was ready to kick off. The most fascinating part of Remnant's drawing was the activity on Abraham's right hand. Abraham had raised his right hand to strike the boy but an angel's hand grabbed hold of his hand and as a result his life fell out of his hands on his way to the ground and the angel's right hand had such a tight grip on Abraham's hand that Abraham was forced to drop the knife. The angel's left hand hold up as if to signal Abraham to stop what he was trying to do. And the angel's eyes were most tricky. He was looking both intensely at Abraham. But at the same time, he's looking at the boy to see if he was all right. Jehovah, Jireh, this, these are two statements that reveal the emphasis of this passage. God will provide a lamb for the burnt offering, verse 8. In verse 14, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide, or the Lord will see to eat. As he climbed Mount Oriah with his son Abraham, he was confident that God would see to it to meet his need and provide a lamp, a ramp as a sacrifice. What could Abraham depend on? Certainly he could not depend on his feelings, for there must be very terrible feelings within his heart. He loved his only son. He loved his God and he obeyed God. Nor could Abraham depend on other people like Sarah, she was at home, and the two servants who accompanied him, and if the two servants were at the place where he was going to sacrifice Isaac, probably they might intervene and stop him. So we thank God for friends and families who can help us carry our burdens, but there are trials in life that we must face alone, no one else. It is only then we can see how strong our heavenly father is. Abraham could depend on the promise and the provision of the Lord only. He already experienced the resurrection power of God in his own body when he was 100 years old, his wife 90, and they could give birth to a son. So we knew that God could raise Isaac from the dead, and that was his plan. He believed, he was convinced. So he took action and obeyed. Apparently, there were no resurrection has taken place before that time. So Abraham was exercising great faith in God. Well, God did provide the sacrifice that was needed. A ram took Isaac's place on the altar, and Abraham discovered a new name of God, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will see to it that our needs are provided. Where does the Lord provide our needs? It's in the place of his assignment. Abraham was at the right place, Mount Moriah, so God could meet his need. Are you in the right place so that God can provide you? When does God meet our needs? It's just when we need it it the most, not a minute earlier. Before you bring your request to the throne of grace, realize that God will meet our needs mercy and grace in time of need sometimes it looks like god is delayed but that is only from human pers- perspective god is never late isaac was not slaughtered just a minute before he was killed god meet his need how does god provide us for our need usually in ways that are quite natural, normal. God did not send an angel from heaven and present a ram. He simply allowed a ram to be caught in a bush at a time when Abraham needed it, and in a place where Abraham was. And all Abraham needed was one animal. So God did not send us a whole flock of sheep to whom does God give his provision? Is to those who trust him and obey his instructions. Hudson Taylor said, when we are doing God's will, the will of God, we have the right to expect God's provision. He said, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. The third step to surrender all is to look forward to God's blessing. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. And I will surely multiply your offspring at the stars of heavens and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring will possess the gate of his enemies and in your offspring, singular. Shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice? Through Christ, all nations are blessed. When we surrender to God, God will bless us with more than what we gave him. God says to Abraham and to us, I will bless you I will bless your family, I will bless your descendants, and you will be a blessing to all nations. The founder of China Inland Mission, now overseas missionary fellowship, Hudson Taylor used to to hang in his home a plaque with two Hebrew words, Jehovah Jireh and Ebenezer, which means until now the Lord has Helped us. By the time Hudson Taylor died in 19, 1905, the China Inland Mission was an international body with 825 missionaries living in all 18 provinces of China with more than 300 stations of missionary work and more than 500 local Chinese helpers and more than 25,000 Chinese converts. God blessed him because he surrendered all to God. Today, in many Chinese churches, parents want God's blessing but not surrender to God. They want to reserve their best and smartest children to do business, to make money, go to Ivy League, become doctors and lawyers. And they send the mediocre children to preach the gospel, to be pastors and missionaries, to give God the left over, not the best. What is your best? Who is your Isaac? Maybe your significant other, your hobby, your computer game, your career, your bank account. Are you willing to surrender all to God? Are you willing to surrender Isaac? God, If you do, God promise, you will be blessed. Your family will be blessed. All nations will be blessed through you. Let's pray. Father, may your spirit continue to speak to us as the word of man stops. Help us to put our faith in you, trust you, and surrender all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.